Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. put the good stuff in take the bad stuff out so because of that philosophy i have a list that i call poisons and these are the things that you really should cut absolutely but i also understand that most likely 99 percent of you are not going to cut them which is why the next point to make is this is all up to you how extreme do you want to be on your health do you want absolute peak performance so that way you can dominate your competition and be successful or do you just want to be moderately healthy, which is pretty much where I'm at currently, where I can function decently and but still have a little bit of the stuff, um, of the bad stuff, because the bad stuff's tasty. So how extreme do you want to be? How bad do you want it? How bad, how, how much demand do you need to put on your body? How much performance do you need to be capable of? And depending on that is how extreme you need to be with your health. So, the poisons. Sugar, number one. Cut up sugar, period. Sugar is toxic. We've already talked about that. Next one is soy. Soy is a very um, traditional soy, like how Japanese and I think Chinese consume it, um, is fermented and has some health benefits. It also has the same cons as what we're about to talk about. But the soy that you eat doesn't have any of the health benefits and just has the cons. And the con, the number one con is it screws up your hormones. And when your home, hormones are screwed up, um, you're more lethargic, your, uh, your sex drive goes way down, and your weight goes way up. So those are all things that people generally don't want. Uh, by the way, lethargic means sleepy. Just to... I've, it's come to my attention I use big words. Uh, so... Cut out soy, cut out sugar. Next three are drinks that are drunk around the world, and that's tea. That includes green tea, black tea, sweet tea, uh, iced tea, all of the normal teas. This doesn't include herbal teas. Um, all the teas that come from the same type of tea leaf. And alcohol. You all know alcohol is bad for you. Some people have been trying to claim that coffee is good for you, and lots of people claim that tea is good for you. The only, and they all do have certain health benefits. The catch is they all have a lot of cons to them. So everybody knows a lot of the cons of alcohol. The cons of tea and coffee especially is the caffeine, which is the next thing that you need to cut out. Um, caffeine messes with your sleep schedule and it is, caffeine is a neurotoxin that just makes us feel alert. It is terrible for your brain. And if you want to operate at peak performance, you need to cut it out. Now, most of you are probably pretty addicted to caffeine, so it's probably going to be extremely hard. And you're probably going to be like, how am I supposed to wake up in the morning? Well, I don't drink coffee, and I wake up more alert than most people who drink coffee. So take that as you will. And moving on, because I've been rambling a lot. Fish. So fish is a very good health food. However... Heavy metals in fish can be very detrimental. So 
eat smaller fish. Tuna is very high in mercury. It's a big fish. Swordfish, swordfish is the highest. Um, sardines are very small fish. They don't have a whole lot of heavy metals in them. So I'm not saying that you should cut out fish, but just be aware that there is poisons in fish. Next up, processed foods, which is uh, pretty much anything that you can buy in a package. And the re main reasons uh, for processed foods is sugar, which we've already talked about, grains, which is next on the list, but we've also already talked about, and um, bad oils, which we've kind of briefly talked about, but we'll talk about more in depth in next. But processed foods are full of chemicals and all sorts of stuff that you do not want in your body. Uh, next up is, let's talk about organic versus normal. So there is plenty of ways to get around organic. So it is not a true be-all safeguard against pesticides and all sorts of stuff like that. However, eating non-organic, you're almost virtually guaranteed to consume at least a gallon of pesticides every single year. Now, I'm not gonna make any health claims about that, but if you think drinking a gallon of poison in a year is probably not good for you, then you might wanna to lean to more towards organic. Uh, now let's talk about uh, fats, like oils, real quick. So most of our oils in our diet today are man-made and are, I already talked about it, high in omega-6, which is not good. So your vegetable oils, your shortening, your olive oil doesn't count in this, by the way. But your vegetable oil, your flaxseed oil, your um, cotton oil, your uh, cooking oil, which is the same thing as vegetable oil, it's just two different marketing names for it, your Pam, all of these oils that we use to cook nowadays are terrible for you and are destroying your brain. And a lot of the fats and oils that you thought were bad for you are actually what your brain needs, and that includes lard, which is... Um, pig fat, tallow, which is beef fat, um, coconut oil, vegetable oil are good. Coconut oil is decent for cooking. Olive oil should not be cooked. Olive oil is not a cooking oil. You put it in salads. You put it on bread. You do not cook olive oil. When you cook olive oil, you basically burn it almost automatically and it becomes toxic. Butter is also extremely healthy for you, but, um, the butter that you buy in grocery stores is a lot of times full of hormones and um, full of prescription drugs that we give to cattle and all sorts of stuff. So the butter that you eat is not necessarily the best butter out there. Uh, it would be better if it was more cow-friendly butter. I don't, I don't remember the exact titles for that butter. And honestly, I don't really care that much. Butter's, the molecular structure of butter is still pretty healthy for you, even if it's full of other crap. So I just listed bad oils and I just listed good oils and fats. And commonly, especially if you're reading dated scientific health material, they'll say these are bad and these are good. Uh, or they'll say the oils are, that we use now are bad and the fats that we don't use anymore. Um, the oils that we use now are good and the fats that we used to use for all of millennia are bad, but as more science has come out over the last several decades, it switched back to if it was not something your great-grandparents ate, then it probably shouldn't be something that you're eating. If you can't pronounce the word of the ingredients, then it's probably not something you should be eating. 
So those are the poisons. Uh, just to recap real quick, I'm probably going pretty long, but just to recap real quick, uh, cut out sugar, cut out soy, coffee, tea, alcohol, ca all caffeine. Um, be moderate in your fish, especially your bigger fish. Uh, processed foods, things that you can't pronounce, grains, and uh, oils that are plant-based oils with the exception of olive oil and coconut oil. And I'm sure there's additional oily plants out there that could make decent oils, but for the most part, the ones that you are buying are bad. Um, and I already started to go into it, but let's talk about the good things that you should include. Fats. We talked about fats. There's a lot of healthy fats out there that your brain and your every single cell of your body needs these fats that are found in animals. There's a reason why we're omnivores and not herbivores. Our cells need these um, animal products to be able to properly produce. Uh, amino acids. We'll talk more about that in a sec because that's super important. Meat, protein. Um, let's talk about plant versus um, meat absorption of proteins and fats. So let's talk about omega-3s again. There's three types of omega-3s, not to go into super depth in the science because I am already going to be rambling a lot more because I'm not even close to halfway done with this episode. Uh, not to go into super depth in depth, there's almost all the health benefits that have been attributed to omega-3s have been from animal studies. The plant-based omega-3s, there is no scientific evidence that it has any health benefits whatsoever. So back to the absorption thing, because your body absorbs the omega-3s from animals and it doesn't absorb the omega-3s from those plant-based. So flaxseed oil is a very omega-3 oil but your body doesn't absorb it. So absorption is key and your body just absorbs process or absor absorbs um, animal products so much more than it absorbs the proteins and fats and oils from plants. It's just how our bodies are wired. So or I talked about man-made fats, um, and I think I already mentioned this, but when you have a grass-fed cow, or anything grass-fed, um, including wild, wild game, they're higher in omega-3s than omega-6s. In our factory um, livestock operations, the omega-6s are much higher. Uh, heart disease and cancer. Meat does not cause heart disease and cancer. Sugar does. Uh, next thing, it does raise cholesterol, but you... I'm sure you've heard of good cholesterol and bad cholesterol. It raises the good cholesterol and lowers the bad cholesterol. And you need cholesterol. Cholesterol is very responsible for some of your mental health aspects. You need cholesterol to be... Because cholesterol is kind of like a vehicle. It moves amino acids, which we'll talk about more in a sec. So you need cholesterol. But meat does raise cholesterol, but it lowers the bad cholesterol and raises the good cholesterol. Uh, cheese and milk... Uh, I've already mentioned the hormones part, so there's that debate that goes on. And cheese is better than milk because it is m more of the proteins and um, amino acids than the sugar and the lactose. But if you're, especially if you're trying to build muscle, milk is still a pretty decent option. Uh, fruit. Let's talk about fruit real quick. Fruit is not equal to vegetables. When they say you need five to six servings of fruits and vegetables... Is very misleading. Technically, you don't need fruit. Fruit is delicious, though. In fact, we um, 
the main difference that non not scientifically but culturally how we differentiate differentiate vegetables versus fruit is the level of sugar in them so fruit is tasty however it also has plenty of sugar in it it is a different type of sugar so it is slightly better for you but when you make it into a smoothie you're removing all of that fiber and when that fiber is removed it's um the fiber is what slows the spike of sugar into your bloodstream so a fruit smoothie is about as unhealthy for you as a, a drink of pop so in terms of sugar wise other chemicals are in pop but in terms of sugar wise a fruit smoothie and juices are are not healthy they're not a health drink they are a sugary drink that tastes good and makes you feel like you're being healthy but they're not a health food uh i'm gonna skip starches for now but starches aren't that bad as um people make out to seem um at least culturally there's plenty of scientific evidence that we actually probably should be eating more starches but there's also evidence that we shouldn't so the science isn't as clear on that one so i'm just going to leave that uh already talked about fads that was next on the list how simple can your diet be so this is something i wanted to talk about because i've just been rambling for a half an hour about all of this and that and that and you're probably getting a little overwhelmed well our ancestors were pretty healthy had great mental health um especially for the crap that they had to deal with we have a meltdown when a little thing happens and they were fighting tigers and we're like yeah this is fun so they weren't constantly thinking about health how simple can health be so meat and vegetables just eat meat and vegetables and you're that's about as simple as you can go and to make it even more simple especially if you're on a budget you can live fantastically healthy with eggs butter and potatoes so those are all cheap those are all packed with nutrients and amino acids so everything that you need is it found in potatoes and eggs what potatoes are lacking eggs have and what eggs are lacking potatoes have they're just they're both superfoods and they both are fantastic for you and then butter adds in that fat that eggs are kind of lacking so that's how simple it can be so don't need to stress about it just eat your meat and vegetables and you're good um let's talk about amino acids real quick so amino acids are kind of like the building blocks of the chemicals in your brain so your brain operates off of a whole bunch of chemicals and we'll go more in depth on that in the next episode but amino acids are extremely important for building your brain and fats are or for chemicals for your brain and fats are extremely important for building the structure of your brain the you can only find all of the amino acids in animal products vegetable products don't have all amino acids that you need um, especially the ones that help with serotonin which is the happy one which is why most vegans are pretty grouchy unless they take great strides to try and mitigate that so that's what amino acids are they're kind of like vitamins um, for fats that's kind of what amino acids are just to put it in layman terms uh, so next up let's talk about salt pepper and other seasonings um, most of the seasonings in your cupboard actually have medicinal purposes to them they're not just for flavor pepper in particular the reason why pepper is so predominant is because it helps with absorption when you put pepper on stuff your body absorbs it better because of a chemical called pepernoids I wonder where it got its name from um, and that chemical 
or micronutrient, depending on how verbagely you know nutrition, helps you digest and absorb the food better. Uh, salt also is something that's been villainized. Um, salt does cause high blood pressure, but sugar causes high blood pressure more than salt does. And you need salt to stay hydrated. You need salt to basically have fluidity. Uh, another fun fact, potassium, which is another mineral that you need, is higher in potatoes than it is in bananas. So another reason to eat lots of potatoes. Um, so don't skimp on the salt. Salt was considered at one point considered so valuable that salary um, came from the word salt because Roman legions were paid in salt, at least partially, because that's how valuable salt is. Salt is extremely important. Salt is extremely healthy. And there is next to, in fact, um, the health department has officially stated that there is no limit to the amount of salt that you can eat. Um, sure, there probably is a limit, but the likelihood of you eating that limit is very slim. So eat all the salt that you want, all the salt that you need, because the more salt you eat, probably the better your body will operate. Uh, especially if you cut out the sugar. Remember, cut out the bad, put in the good. If you cut out the sugar, blood pressure won't be a problem. And grains falls into the sugar category as well. So does alcohol. Um, don't really have time to talk about calories. Calories is kind of a iffy subject. It's basically a, an approximation of the amount of energy that, a, that food gives you. Your body does a whole bunch of different things with energy. And it is not... Calories do not equal fat on your body. Calories equal energy. And it only equals a rough estimation of energy because no one food is the exact same density and size and all of that. And no one person digests and metabolizes that food the exact same. So calories at best are a approximate guess. So that's about all I have time to go into with calories. Um, one of the biggest problems, I already mentioned that the health department has put no limit on salt. One of the biggest problems with talking about health is politics and make it extremely hard to get the science out there. And even if the science gets out there, y'all aren't going to hear about it unless you're some crazy uh, hyper study health person like me or somebody in the health field. You're not going to hear about health updates. Like meat has not been considered bad for you for decades at this point. Um, but most people I know still think that meat is bad for you. So hearing the updates is extremely hard for talking about nutrition. And then the, that was the first myth I wanted to talk about. The next myth, or calories was the first myth. Um, hearing about it and stuff like that was the second myth. The third myth that I wanted to talk about was eating healthy has to be expensive and bland. No, it doesn't. I already pointed out that you can eat nothing but eggs, potatoes, and butter and be extremely healthy. However, that is bland. Add in a bunch of seasonings and you can spice it up and make all sorts of things. Potatoes have a near endless varieties that you can make into things. We do mashed potatoes, fries, all sorts of crazy stuff, especially if you're Irish. Um, so it doesn't have to be expensive. In fact, when, if you cook at home especially, uh, it is so much cheaper to eat healthy because of home cooking than it is to eat out. I can, uh, when I was being extremely frivolous, or not frivolous, frugal, to save up money so that way I can propel myself forward financially, I dropped my food bill down to 
under 50 bucks a month and I was eating extremely healthy uh, to operate at peak capabilities so that way I could make money. And then once I had more money, I could eat better, tastier stuff like grass-fed beef. I don't actually even buy grass-fed beef yet. I'm still too cheap for that because it is a lot more expensive. And the, there's still plenty of health benefits from regular beef. It's just a whole lot more health benefits from grass-fed beef. Uh, so it doesn't have to be bland, especially when you toss in seasonings. And I don't know if I'm going to have time to talk about seasonings this month, but there's so many medicinal seasonings in your cupboard that you don't even know about. And I'm thinking that next year will be all about health, so I might go more in depth on seasonings then. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Sorry that it was so long, but hopefully you enjoyed it. I really like talking about health. It is something that I consider one of my expertises. And so I'll see you all next week. We'll be talking about the brain and neuroscience.